everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Sports Ethos DFS Today podcast. I am your host, Keith Cork, and I am joined as I am, well, I would say most Saturdays, but we haven't talked in about three weeks here, Lee. But most Saturdays, I am usually joined by Mr. Lee Schwartz, who has joined me here today to break down this Sunday slate for you guys, the end of the weekend. Uh, you're probably going to be watching a lot of football, but hopefully you'll be watching a little bit of basketball here. Uh, but Lee, uh, like I said, it's been about three weeks, I think, since we've done a show together, so uh Hello. How are you, first of all? Uh, but yeah, uh, glad to have you back, man, and to uh, discuss this slate with me. How are you feeling about this slate in general? I think it's it's probably the biggest Sunday slate we've had in a long time. I suppose yeah. that's with the uh, NFL season winding down. We're getting a few more games to play, so that's all good. And I imagine it'll keep growing as, the, as we get into the spring. Yeah, they really don't want to find themselves competing with NFL usually uh, for ratings. But uh, but like you said, I mean, this is what this is week 18, right, in NFL. So uh, some some games just really don't matter at this point. So uh, a few more viewers probably trickling over to the NBA side, especially uh, especially gamblers and betters. So uh, we're going to hit you guys up. We're going to give you guys, uh, you know, some some uh, plays here for this split slate here. It's a early three game slate and a late five game slate. Uh, let's just go ahead and jump into it, Lee. Uh, for the early three games, I think we'll talk about every single game. We'll probably end up talking about every single um, game in the late slate, too. It's actually a six-game late slate. Sorry about that. Six-game later slate. Uh, but the early three-game slate, let's talk about every single game. But let's go ahead and just break down the uh, injury news real quick. It's not a whole lot of stuff, but Joel Embiid out with a foot injury. Uh, interesting to note also that P.G. Tucker is going to be out with an illness. I've got some thoughts there uh, with him being out as well. Gordon Hayward is doubtful with a hamstring injury. Uh, he's been out for a while, so it's really not huge news, but just figured I'd put it in there. Uh, Jalen Duran questionable with an ankle injury, uh, which is interesting to, to keep track of there. And Benedict Matherin, questionable with a shoulder injury. And then for the Pacers, we got Jalen Smith, questionable with a hand injury again. I know he uh, missed the last game as well. So uh, that's all I've got on my little board here uh, as far as injuries go, Lee. I don't think anything else really stands out to me. Anything, still, anything else stand out to you as far as injuries or people missing? No, a few people with Q tags, but uh, that's expected. And, you know, certainly the entire Clippers team and half yeah, the Lakers team yeah. is like everybody's yeah. got a Q tag. This time I, don't know. <laughs> I don't know what the Lakers did. They just decided to put everyone in questionable or probable every single slate. So I, I don't know. It's just annoying. Uh, but, okay, let's talk about the, the Sixers and the Detroit Pistons. Uh, Sixers are favored by 5.5 points, uh, which I feel like that's a little low still. I mean, I know they're missing Embiid, but they still have Tobias Harris and James Harden, and I feel like they're they should be better dogs than that or better uh, favorites than that. Uh, Two thirty game total for this one, so it's an okay game total. Uh, I mean, let's talk about James Harden ten two on this slate. I mean, it's a three game slate. Um, one of the more expensive guys, obviously out there. I think he is the most expensive since Joel Embiid is out. So, are you going to him? Are you playing him? Are you not playing him? I don't think I'm playing him today. I kind of, I do like Maxi at 7,000. Yeah. He's been back for about four games now, but he's increased his fantasy points per game every one of those four games. In the last two, he scored 35 and 42 fantasy points. But I'd like more than anybody on the early slate today, I'd like Tobias Harris. Uh, oh, he's yeah. grabbing rebounds. Grabbing rebounds now with Embiid out. He's got 22 boards the last two games. He's filling up the stat sheet, playing close to 40 minutes with Embiid out. Like I said, I just really like Tobias Harris. And I like Maxi somewhat, too, in, in this early slate. 
Yeah, I've got Maxi circled. Uh, he's my guy. Uh, Seven thousand, I think, is a fair price. I just don't think you know it's a small slate, so you're gonna. So in a small slate, you're usually running low on guys that are going to be you know hitting five x value in that seven to eight to nine thousand uh, price tag range. And I think he's pretty safe to hit five x value here. Um, you know, is there a crazy high ceiling? I don't think so. As long as Harden's playing, I don't think he's going to like get a whole bunch of shots or anything like that. So I'm not like thinking he's going to go off for like sixty d hit points or anything like that. That's just not going to happen. But uh, if you're looking for you know thirty five DK points. I mean, I'm pretty pretty much in the bag there with Maxi at 7K. So uh, I do like him a whole lot. I like your call there of uh, Tobias Harris also. I think you can go with any of those big dogs. Even though I think Philadelphia is going to win this game by more than six points, uh, I still don't think uh, it's going to be like a blowout. I don't think those sitters are going to sit. So I think the starters on the Sixers are definitely all in play there. Uh, on the other side of the ball, though, I've actually probably got more interest here. Uh, well, maybe, maybe not more interested, but I've got some significant interest. I've got Killian Hayes. Uh, something's wrong with the algorithm. I don't understand. He was 5'6", he's 5'5", now he's 5'6", again. Like, the, the price just isn't coming up enough for me. Um, without Caden Cunningham, Killian, Killian Hayes has been absolutely controlling the basketball. He doesn't need to score, which is the big key here, to hit value at the 5'6 price point. So he can have a lower end of his spectrum of, of, of feasible outcomes here and still hit basically 5x value for you at 5.6 because he's going to get a ton of assists. He's going to grab some boards. He's going to get some steals. Um, so I do like him here at 5.6, even though it's a very tough matchup against the Philadelphia 76ers. Uh, I'm also going to throw uh, Isaiah Stewart out there. Beef Stew at 4,900. 4, uh, you know, if, if um, what's his face, uh, Jalen Duran can't go, then they're going to have to roll him out there for 30-plus minutes like they did in the last game. So if he's getting 30-plus minutes, 4,900, that's pretty much guaranteed 5x value. So I've got those guys. I've got one more guy here on my on my card here on the Sixers. But uh, how do you feel about those Pistons, and do you have any other guys on the uh, slate here? Yeah, yes, I had the same guys, honestly. I and mean, it's crazy, too. I've never seen this before. But when you look at the DK pricing for the Pistons, the most expensive player on the entire roster is $6,000. <laughs> right. You know, and so – Killian Hayes to me is the is the best core play at 5600. The best value play, as you mentioned, Isaiah Stewart. Somebody resurrected him apparently, and he's <laughs> averaging about 24 fantasy points the last three. You know, there's probably some better uh, power forward center combos out there, but with Jalen Duran out, especially if that happens, I, I really like Stewart as well. My other value play I have for Philadelphia, you know, Milton Milton's really cheap, getting cheaper mm-hmm. because he's not playing very well. Right. Niang getting some minutes with Embiid out is okay at 3,700. I'm going to probably contribute to play Montrezl Harrell until he implodes, which I expect to be soon. <laughs> but he's averaged 30 uh, fantasy points per game the last two, and he's only 4,400. So that would be my other value play from the Sixers. Yeah, I think a lot of people are going to have Trez. That's why I don't... I don't... I do like him. I think he's fine. I think he's a fine play. I just think he's going to have such high ownership. I'm trying to fade him here. You know, you guys know I play GPPs. You guys know this at this point. I'm trying to aim for those big big bucks. We'll see if it happens ever. Uh, but yeah, Trez, he's going to have high ownership, so I, I am fading him, but I think he's a fine play for cash. Absolutely uh, a good play there for cash, but uh, I do have one more other guy, though, since I do play GPPs. I'm going to throw this guy out there. Paul Reed, P-Ball Paul. And I know people are going to roll their eyes and say, what? This guy can't get in the game. Doc Rivers hates him. And I know I said this even in the Discord when I suggested him. I said, Doc Rivers hates giving a minute, so you always have to take that in consideration. But they do not have P.J. Tucker here. I wanted to mention him as being injured. He's, he's already ruled out for this game. They can't do that small ball center thing. Uh, so... 
I'm hoping, crossing my fingers, Bebo Paul gets 15 minutes here. Uh, in a GPP, I will play him because nobody else is going to have him because everyone's going to be too scared. You have to have balls of steel to play this guy at this <laughs> point. But you know what? That's what we do. That's why we play GPPs. That's why we have the, our risk profiles, and that's what that's the kind of play I am. So uh, there you go. Let's move on, though. Let's talk about the Toronto Raptors and the Portland Trailblazers. Uh, this is probably the game I had the least interest in on the slate, and I it's I think everyone's going to have that same opinion, Lee, but uh, it is Toronto favored by three points. So it's going to be a close one. So that's good to know. Uh, two twenty five game total, though, which is significantly lower than. Well, the other one's two thirty, but it's it's lower than the other two games on the site. So I don't have a whole lot of plays in this one. I do um, think you can go with Pascal Siakam in some GPPs here at ten k. I think he's just a guy that um, most people are going to have. James Harden. Most people are going to have uh, like uh, uh, Tyrese Halliburton. Most people are going to have those other guys. They're not going to have a whole lot of Pascal. It's a little bit of pricey. Uh, a little bit of an expensive price pay for him, but I still feel like this is a decent matchup for him, and he's uh, capable of scoring, you know, 50 to 60 DK points. Uh, so I do like him at 10K for a GPP only type play. But tell me about this game. Do you have any interest in this game at all? Yeah, I, you know, on the Portland side, Dame's the obvious play, as you mentioned. I think if I had to pick somebody on the starting lineup for Portland, I think they're all just a little bit overpriced. But I like Anthony Simons at 6600. The potential is always there for him to to get a 40 or 50 burger for you. On the value side, on the Portland, uh, I really don't like anybody unless Nurkic sits. Then Eubanks is certainly in play at 3,500. Sure. You know, less than a week ago, he played 29 minutes. He got 39 fantasy points, so there's potential there when he does get the minutes to play. On the Toronto side, I don't like anybody on the value side. The only uh, core play I like, uh, I will be on the Fred Van Leap train for a while now. He's had two back-to-back games that have been pretty impressive, 28 actual points in both of those two games. He's got 55 and 65 fantasy points. He's not cheap at 8100 but right now i think he's on a must play until he slows his role yeah uh he is on a heater and uh you do play fred van vliet on the heater absolutely that's the one thing though you mentioned it before uh he does have a lot of variance in his scoring so that's the one thing that makes me like kind of grit my teeth and go mm, don't want to spend 8100 on this three game slate and all of a sudden he puts up a, a, a real dud because he really can he puts up some really bad duds but his ceiling is really high talk too so uh so i don't mind it at all uh let me go ahead and point out some guys who are the portland trailblazers who have been getting minutes a couple of young guys that i'm kind of into here uh i do like jabari walker walker at 3300 and shade sharp at 3100 uh i know the portland trailblazers are healthy so these guys aren't probably gonna get crazy minutes but they've been in the rotation and they've been getting uh, minutes in the 20s so i think if you need to have a value guy uh this is actually probably the guys you go to honestly uh on this slate i didn't see anybody else that's under you know 3500 that i'm like okay these guys are definitely going to get rotation minutes so these are probably the safer guys i guess to get rotation minutes now are they going to put up a crazy amount of points probably not you're viewing it more as a as a punt play but i think you can go to these guys if you need to save some cash here and, and get some of those uh more expensive options into your lineup so uh but let's move on here last game on the slate here for this three game slate is the charlotte hornets and the indiana pacers indiana's favored by six points eh, okay i'll buy it sure i think it's a little high but i'll, I'll sure i'll take it uh 241.5 is the game total though lee which is really what excites me here let me go ahead and let you start it off here so who do you like in this game uh well charlotte i'll tell you what there are are just about uh nothing but sexier picks than mason plumley but i really <laughs> like mason plumley you know <laughs> who's who's less sexy than mason plumley maybe steven adams i can't think of anybody else yeah. really but uh, but Mason Plumley, if you're not getting him into your lineups at 5,800, I think you're really missing out tonight. Uh, he's averaged the last 10 days about 40 fantasy points per game. He's barely he's barely had a bad night in about a month. So, uh, again, for me, he's a kind of a core play at center. 
Uh, I don't like a whole lot on the value side of Charlotte, except for maybe uh, Jalen McDaniels. I think he's on a pretty good run right now. He's only 4,700. He's getting some decent minutes and averaging about 30 fantasy points per game in the last week. So, And then yeah. on the Indiana side, I think people are really sleeping on Buddy Heal. I think he's having a much better season than people actually realize he's having. He's still only 6,200. <laughs> no, yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> qualifies to both uh, shooting guard and small forward. And for the season, he's averaging 32 fantasy points per game. Last two weeks, he's averaging about 39 fantasy points per game. So he's hitting about six times value most nights, and his ownership is almost always low. So. Yeah, he's one of those guys that gets slept on all the time. He is a guy that's in my GPP lineups, absolutely. I, I have him on my list also. Uh, I think he's a guy that um, – I mean, you're, it's a three-game slate, so everyone's going to have a lot of ownership, but I think you're looking at 10 to 15% ownership here for for Buddy Heald. And uh, if he smashes, then you're you're winning. You're, you're Well, not necessarily you're winning, but you're in a good spot as long as you have some other good picks. Uh, yeah, I, I think Plumlee's a lock. Uh, cash, GPP, whatever you're playing, 5,800. He's an absolute lock for me. You know, Indiana plays big. Uh, they've got Isaiah Jackson. They've got um, Jalen Smith. They've got uh, 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 Miles Turner. Uh, Jalen Smith might miss this one, but even if they don't play him, I mean, Isaiah Jackson is just going to step into those minutes. So uh, I, they play big. They're going to need a big person, a big guy to, to counter that. Um, they don't seem to be able to trust Nick Richards these days. So Plumlee's, he got like 31 minutes, I think, in the last one. He's been getting a lot, a lot of minutes. And that's the yeah. big thing here. Because uh, he does produce and he's on the floor. He's not sexiest player as you said but he does get grab rebounds gets assists hits points so uh, he does everything you want him to do 5800 is just too cheap so um so yeah he's my lock i think he's probably the one guy i'm the most confident about on my uh, roster here uh of guys i am gonna throw terry rozier out there also 6800 i mean i just always love scary terry as long as he's under you know 7300 73 7400 uh just that variance is the thing that scares people off but yeah. if you're playing playing <laughs> gpps that's that's what you love because uh if he hits a, like he did last game you know uh, what do you have, 38 points, I think, real-life points, or 40 real-life points, something like that, some, something in that range. So um, just absolutely, if his, if his shot is falling, uh, he just has such a crazy high ceiling that you just kind of have to play him in GPPs at that price range, I think. Um, I'm going to throw out a couple of cheaper options on the Pacers also. Uh, Jalen Smith, if he does play at 3,600, I know his minutes have been up and down this season, but this is a nice matchup. You know, the Hornets are a fast-paced team, don't play a lot of defense. So uh, even though he's been up and down with, with minutes, I think still he's okay to play at 3,600. That's just such a, a low price tag there. Uh, if, he, if he gets 17, 18 minutes, that's still fine. Uh, Isaiah Jackson, if Jalen Smith is out at 3,100, also is a good guy to roster because he just has such high permanent upside. He could play... 15 minutes like he's been playing and score 20-25 DK points. It would not surprise me at all. So uh, a couple of guys to keep on your radar there. Again, those are just cheap options there. All right, though, let's move on, though, to the six-game main slate. But before we do, let me talk about real quick the DFS pass. You guys should go get it. You guys should get in there into that Discord. It is getting more and more active, and I'm excited to see that, Lee. Uh, we're getting more people asking us questions. We're getting a few people posting our lineups, posting some wins. I like it, man. We are all uh, doing our part to get that thing growing. And, uh, you know, obviously, uh, there's not it's, – it's still a lot of the season left at this point. So you can get in there. You can still win some money with us. You can still get all the updates up until the, uh, you know, lineups lock, just like we like to do. So – $4.99 a month. It is at sportsethos.com. Go sign up. Go talk to us. We are waiting for you. Uh, get that DFS pass. But, okay, six-game main slate, Lee. Uh, let me go ahead and run through this injury news. It's a little bit extensive here for a six-game slate. I think mostly on the Memphis side here. But John Morant, uh, questionable with a thigh injury. 
We've also got Steven Adams questionable with an illness, and Brandon Clark has already been ruled out with a hip injury. So that's really interesting because a lot of uh, Memphis Grizzlies that we have to keep track of there. Uh, Bam Adebayo is questionable with a thigh injury, and Tyler Hero is questionable with a back injury on, for the heat there. Uh, Anthony Edwards questionable with a hip injury. Paul George is questionable with a hamstring injury. Uh, Nick Batum also on the Clippers questionable with an ankle injury. We've got Darius Garland questionable with a thumb injury for the Cavaliers. For the Suns, I, Chris Paul is questionable with a hip injury. I'm telling you guys right now, I faded him in season long. He's old now. Father Time finally caught up to this guy. I feel like he's more doubtful than questionable. So let me just go ahead and put that out there. Uh, Cameron Johnson, though, on the verge of a return, maybe. He's questionable. So we have to keep our eyes on that one. Uh, Capella. Out with a calf injury, and Nas Reed is questionable with a back injury. I think that that just about covers us, Lee. Uh, there might be some other injuries out there, but probably not too notable. Uh, but let's just go ahead and talk about some of these games. I want to talk about some of the games I have the most interest in here, and I don't have a whole lot of plays just of, as of yet. I think there's a lot of a lot of information we have to monitor, and as we get closer to the lock, I'll have, I'll have a better grasp of who I'm going to play. But Minnesota and Houston. I want to talk about that game because that is one that I want to highlight here. Uh, it's going to be a high-paced affair both ways. Neither of these teams seems to want to play slow or play smart <laughs> at any point in time. So let me go ahead and throw out there, though, that a guy that I don't really normally have in my pool, which I was thinking about this earlier, Lee. I don't mean to make this longer than it has to be, but as I was talking about with uh, Stan Sun on our last DFS uh, strategy session, which you guys should all go check out, uh, you know, we were talking about kind of like you never can really fully predict what happens. So, like, for me, one of the things that I use as a strategy is I always have my cadre of guys. Like, I've got a cadre of guys that's kind of in my pool here, and I usually have a lot of the same names, and you guys will notice that about me, obviously. But it does change a little bit because of the price tags and who they're playing and the matchups and everything like that. But this is a guy that's actually out of my my pool here, which I usually don't do that because I, I feel like if I play the same players over and over again, sometimes they're going to be great and sometimes they're not going to be great. But if I play the, the players that are not great, and then all of a sudden I change my mind and say, okay, this guy was great last time. Let me play him. And then he's not great. It just That's one of the things that gets people tilted, and that's one of the things that people do make a mistake on is trying to uh, play the recent you know trends. Um, anyways, D'Angelo Russell, 7,300. Not a guy I t- typically uh, target, Lee, but in this matchup against Kevin Porter Jr. and Jalen Green backcourt, I think it's a good matchup, and so I like him. I'm putting him in my my pool. Am I crazy here? Do you have him on your, in your pool? Yeah, I don't really have him as a play only because there's some other guards I like a little better. Uh, on the Minnesota side, though, I think Rudy Gobert has finally played bad enough to price himself at a level that you can <laughs> play him at. He's down to 6,900 now. He seems a little rejuvenated. He seems disinterested most of the year, but he seems a little rejuvenated the last couple nights. He's averaged 17 boards and 39 fantasy points per game the last two games, so... Uh, also on the Minnesota side, you know, Naz Reed, as you mentioned, is questionable. If he is out, strangely, they've been giving Luca Garza a lot of minutes, uh, mm-hmm. and he's at the DK minimum of 3,000. So, you know, if if Gobert, assuming, is in, if you hear that Reed's out, I think Luca Garza might be worth a flyer. You know, anytime he gets uh, – in the last week, he's been around 20 fantasy points per game. Anytime he's even gotten 14 minutes to play, so – said if if we get some of the big men out for for the Timberwolves uh I think Luca Garza is worth taking a look at yeah he's at minimum so uh, you know that's there's no way to go but up there um but yeah he's a he's a scorer 
Uh, as long as his shot's falling, which he typically does, he's a very gifted scorer. He just doesn't play any other aspect of, of basketball. So <laughs> that's why he's not starting on any NBA team. But, uh, but yeah, he does have a very high upside there for the scoring as well. So I like that a lot. Um, on the other side of the ball, though, for the Houston Rockets, I do have some interest here in Jabari Smith Jr. at 5,100. Uh, I feel like this is a... Probably, again, another GPP play is not necessarily a cash play. He does have some variance in his game. Uh, he shoots a lot of threes uh, for a big man, which I typically don't like in real life. But for DFS, I like it a lot. Because if he hits those threes, he gets an extra, you know, a, a half point there on, on DraftKings for me. So uh, so I like him at 5,100 there against the Minnesota Timberwolves. I also like Eric Gordon at 3,800. He had 31 minutes, I believe, in the last game. And uh, just such a cheap price there for a guy, again, another gifted scorer, and I'm not saying he's going to go off and have a really, really incredible game, but it's a six-game slate. You guys got to kind of go into the into the doldrums at some point and grab somebody if you want to fit those really high-priced guys in, especially if you're talking about playing GPP lineups. So uh, so I do like Eric Gordon at 3,800. Uh, anyone else on the Houston Rockets you like? Yeah, I like Jalen Green a little bit. He's been kind of quietly tearing it up for the Rockets. He's still struggling with his shot night tonight, but he's doing enough in the other stat categories to still be hovering around 30, 35 fantasy points per game. So not a bad play there. Uh, here's the thing we haven't heard for a while. Jayshon Tate uh, played him a mm, lot last yeah. year, and he actually had some kind of high ceiling games last year uh, in a you know in kind of a whatever whatever uh, time share he was in last year. <laughs> he's back now. He did. He was off. Um, most of the year, he hadn't played since October, but he just came back from a long injury layoff. He still doesn't have a terribly reliable spot in the rotation, but he's talented. He's a good point-per-minute guy. Uh, and his first game back, he scored 20, 21 fantasy points in about 19 minutes, and he's only at 3,700. So, I, again, Jay Sean Taint, nothing to uh, maybe uh, consider for tonight's slate, but certainly keep an eye on for the next week or two. Yeah, and I don't know how it's conflicting because the Rockets should be playing the young guys, but they're going to play Jason Tate and they're going to play Eric Gordon, which just doesn't make any sense. But that's what they're doing, so that's what we're going to follow, and we're who we're going to play. So there you go. Um, but let's move on though. Let's talk about the second game. This is probably the uh, only other game here I have like the most interest in. The other ones are pretty much even for me, uh, but I do have interest in the Dallas and OKC game. Uh, I'm not. Gonna, I, I'm not. Let me just go ahead and just say I'm not spending it for Luka Doncic. It is 12-9, almost 13,000. It's a six-game slate. Like, if it was a two- or three-game slate, sure. You could talk me into that, maybe. 12-9. Uh, it's a tough, tough talk-me-into type thing, but I think you could talk me into it. But six-game slate, I just I can't get there, man. I just I just can't do it. 12-9 is just too expensive. I think there's just too much other value around the, around the slate there. Uh, I don't think he's going to have high ownership, so if you want to play him... Hopefully he has like 120 DK points for you. I don't think it's going to happen either. But anyways, I do have interest though in Tim Hardaway Jr. at 5,800. Um, another another high variance guy. His shot's got to be falling. But one thing I have found though with Tim Hardaway Jr. is you can kind of pick and choose the games he's going to have a good game against because he has good games against bad teams and against good teams he has bad games because he's you know what he's a pretty mediocre player he's not a great player so uh it is what it is but you know what he gets a lot of shot attempts he has a lot of shot volume so uh i think he's i think he's a pretty good a pretty good play here on this slate here against the okc thunder you know um thunder have the ability to put up points in bunches we saw that against uh what was their last game against uh was that boston i think it was um they put up points in bunches in the first half and they can absolutely do that, but their defense is just absolutely atrocious. Their defense is just not good. It's never going to be good. So I do like some Tim Hardaway Jr. at 5,800. So anyone on Dallas you like? 
Yeah, OKC is the team we uh, DFS players love. They score a ton of points and can't play defense, right? So, uh, strangely, I do like Luka tonight. Uh, okay. And largely, every time I usually look at Luka's 12-9 price, I usually shy away and find value somewhere else. Mm. But I found a lot of value elsewhere on this slate. So, for that reason, I, I kind of mm. like him. He is the highest price player at 12-9 mm. uh, in the slate. But I do like him uh, against this OKC team. I think he can certainly go off. But the reason I like him so much is because there's a couple guys in Oklahoma City that are good values I like. Lou Dort would be one of those. You know, I think he's a good value play at 4,800. He's been uh, pretty fairly good the last couple of weeks, quietly filling up the stat sheet each night, averaging about 27 fantasy points the last couple of weeks. And the other one on Oklahoma City, and it's rare that I like two value plays from the same team, but Jalen Williams, Jalen without the Y. Mm, I think he's yeah. almost <laughs> approaching He's almost approaching must-start status now, especially yeah. at 4,900. In his last 10 games, he's been, uh, or last 10 days, he's been starting most of those games, averaging about 32 fantasy points per game. So he's hitting about six times value. So I think there's enough value on this slate that I can go to Donkic and fill my roster out, but uh, only because of guys like Dort and Jalen Williams. Fair enough. If that is true, then more power to you. And I, I, I absolutely hope you do well. Uh, I have no no bad feelings towards you. And uh, I'm just not going to do it. It's just not me. It's not me. So I, I get it. No. Uh, but yeah, Jalen Williams, though, we are entirely in tune on that one. Absolutely. 4,900. Uh, I've been seeing this guy's praises since like the first month of the season. Like, I, you know, I saw the summer league. Um, you, you never can take too much sock in summer league. I was like, wait till the you know real league and see what happens. And he had limited minutes in the first month. But man, he was just looked so impressive. He is a big, uh, you know, forward guard combo type guy that can handle the ball, but also uh, has the size to play defense and also, uh, you know, just uh, gets his hands in passing lanes. He gets a lot of steals. Uh, I really, really like this kid. I think he's a really, really, really good gift for OKC in real life. And, uh, and they're giving him a lot of minutes lately. And that, that's always good for DFS, obviously. So uh, 4900 yeah, I agree. That's too cheap. I think if he's maybe up in the 5500 to 6000 range, that's kind of where he needs to be. So right now you're getting a little bit of a discount on him. So, yeah, I would definitely play him for sure. I've got him in line up right now as well. Uh, Kenrich Williams is the other guy I'm going to mention, 3600 um, He's been getting a lot of minutes as well. Uh, they have been really depleted at the at the front court position, so he's been just just gobbling up those minutes for him. And he's not a high ceiling guy. He's more of a safe floor type guy. But when he does get in, he does provide you a, a pretty safe floor. So uh, I'm just going to add him here as a potential roster spot at 3600. But Lee, let me just uh, throw it to you, man. Is there somebody else uh, or another game on this uh, you know 16 slate that you're super interested in that you want to just just rare to talk about? Yeah, I would say there's another game I really interested in. There's three other guys that I really expect to be in a lot of my lineups tomorrow. One is Nick Claxton. I just think uh, you know Miami is pretty tough on centers for the most part, but Claxton's becoming I think he's becoming an NBA star right before our eyes. And you know at six thousand, I think he's a good play tonight. Over the last ten days, he's averaging about thirty-four fantasy points per game, averaging about thirty-one for the season. And in the last five games, he's got twenty-three blocks. So he's really found that to be part of his game now, and I think that's something that'll that'll continue moving forward. A couple other guys I really like, Victor Oladipo, and it's been a while. You know, he's been coming back from that injury, uh, and, and I think he's finally back. I think uh, he's getting a close to uh, – he's starting almost every game. He's priced at a 5000 and he's getting close to 30 fantasy points every game, so that's six times value. And he's got a lot of upside, as you know, with the steals and blocks and mm -hmm. the defensive game he plays. Uh, certainly a lot of potential there. And then the third guy that I'm starting almost every day now is John Collins. Uh, I don't know what mm -hmm. the deal is with him in Atlanta. I heard rumors that he wanted out. And then maybe they're showcasing him now. 
and certainly with uh, you know some of their big men out uh, for an extended period of time as well, Capella, et cetera. Uh, Collins seems to be grabbing lots of boards. He seems to be filling up the stat sheet. And at 6,000, he's been in my lineup almost every night lately. Yeah, uh, Collins, yeah, somebody I've been seeing his praises here on DFS for uh, weeks now. He is priced up a little bit now, but yeah, I still think it's definitely, you can still play, definitely still price him or play him at that price tag. It's not too expensive for me at all. Uh, I think it's, he's a fine play there. Um, a couple other guys I'm looking at here. I am looking at Kevin Durant 10 too. Uh, as I said uh, in last night, I think he's just going to go on a heater here. He's been on a bit of a heater. The Heat are not a good defensive team this year. Uh, so I think it's a, it's a decent enough measure for him that I think it's okay to play him if you get that cash there. I found myself going more of the, especially again, GPPs going more of the, you know, six to eight to 9,000 range. So I'm going to throw Jimmy Butler out there. 8,900 is a great GPP play. He's got the upside for 15 DK points any given night. Uh, Tyler Hero is questionable on this one. If Tyler Hero is out, they're going to need his offense because the heat, the one thing they struggle to do is score the basketball. <laughs> the one thing that Jimmy Butler can do is score the basketball. Uh, he does it in kind of an unorthodox way for today's NBA. He likes to drive and, and get fouls and get to the line quite a bit and just takes an absolute beating every single game that he plays. That's why he only plays 60 games a year at best. But uh, but 8,900, I do like him quite a bit here uh, for GPPs. Uh, Memphis and Utah, I do have Markin and also at 9,300. Um, just... I am happy for him. Let me just say that. I am happy for Laurie Markkinen. <laughs> Saw him tonight against my Bulls. The Bulls took care of business. I am happy the Bulls beat them, but Laurie Markkinen still did his thing. Dill still had a very good game. Um, just been playing very well ever since he had uh, – ever since the offseason when he was uh, playing well for, for Finland. He uh, just seems to have finally grown into what he needs to be. So I am happy for him. Uh, 9,300 against Memphis. He, I think he's averaging like 50, over 50 DK points against Memphis this season. Uh, so, hey, yeah, get him on your radar for sure at 9,300. Uh, Malik Beasley, 5,200 on Utah. I actually have some interest in him as well. Another high-variance guy that gets a lot of uh, shot volume. The shot has to fall for him to hit that. So it's a GPP play as well. Uh, I think Kawhi Leonard at 8,200 is a pretty good play here. Uh, Atlanta has been struggling just in general, they just they can't figure it out. And Kawhi, maybe without Paul George here, Paul George is questionable with the hamstring injury. I tend to think Paul George is more on the side of doubtful because hamstrings are just such a tricky thing, and I think they need to get him right to really make a push in the playoffs. So, uh, so I do think the 8200 for Kawhi Leonard is a decent price tag. And I've got one other guy here that I think a lot of people are going to sleep on. I think he's probably going to be the lowest owned guy I've talked about so far in this site, Lee. And that's a Vika Zubac, <laughs> 5100 uh, That price tag is just so incredibly low. I had to look at him, and I know, I know, I know. If you look at his game logs, you're going to see 15, four, 17, 18 DK points in the last four games, I think it was. But we saw this guy drop 30 points in 29 rebounds. He's not going to do that here again against Atlanta. He's just not going to happen. But he is a skilled basketball player. I'm going to go ahead and just say, if you look at that game blog and not doing some more research and thinking for yourself, thinking critically, you're doing yourself a disservice. So uh, three games ago, they had uh, he played 30-plus 30, 30 minutes, and he scored 17 TD points. It's, just, it's okay. Everyone has that kind of game. Two games ago, they had that blowout where they just absolutely lost in the first half to the Denver Nuggets. So, you know... That, that one's just a write-off at this point. So the, um, that's two games in the, of, of the last three that are write-offs, in my opinion. Now, the last game, he had a bad game as well. Uh, played enough minutes that he should have probably had a better game. But uh, his minutes were kind of kept down a little bit. So 
I'm looking for him to play here against a Kongu because uh, Capella is out in this one. So a Kongu is going to be here. Uh, a Kongu is a, a very decent player. He's not the shot blocker, uh, least shot blocker that Capella is. Uh, I know we all well, love him in season long fantasy, but a Kongu in real life is he's okay. He's not the best. He's not the worst. He's okay. And so I feel like Ivica Zubac is also okay. <laughs> he's okay. He's an okay center. And so I feel like 5,100 is just too cheap. He's a starting center that's pretty much going to get 30 minutes here. So I implore you to do your research and look at this guy. Um, just have him on your radar. You don't necessarily have to play him. If you're playing cash, you probably don't have to play him because he's not going to have high ownership. But uh, if you're playing GPPs, I think he is a guy you can slide in there. He's probably going to have like 5% ownership. And uh, he could really smash for you. So there you go. Let's, yeah, I'm with you. I'm, uh, I've been... I played yeah. a lot of Zubat this year, and I yeah. totally agree. He's had four dud games in a row, but maybe that means I was a to play him. Yeah, he's due. He's due. That's what we all say, right? <laughs> but anyways, uh, Thrive Fantasy. Let's talk about Thrive Fantasy. If you're uh, not thriving, you should. Uh, ThriveFantasy.com. Go there. Sign up. Uh, use promo code ETHOS to sign up and get a deposit match post up to 250 bucks. Uh, honestly, Lee, I took a look at this Thrive slate and – it's probably a pass for me. <laughs> I'm probably not going to play this drive slate. I just did not like a lot of what I saw on there. I do have one play for you guys off of there. I, I hate to come and be handed. I do have one play that I do like. Uh, it's only worth 80 points, so it's not whole, worth a whole lot. But it's D'Angelo Russell over 5.5 assists. And again, I'm just uh, I'm all over D'Lo for this one. I think I feel like he's going to be slept on a little bit here uh, by most people, and I just feel like it's an up tempo game. And uh, I think he he hits six assists pretty easily. So that's the only Thrive play I've got. Did you have a place from Thrive, Lee? Yeah, I got a couple at least. I've got Rudy Gobert over 25.5 points and rebounds only for the same things we talked about before. I think he he's, seems like he's a little more inspired this week. And uh, he just had a 20-20 game against Zubac. And now he faces a Rockets team that's allowing 21 points per game and 13 rebounds per game to centers this season. So he's got some potential there. Kevin Porter Jr. under the rebounds and assists total. Uh, it's worth 130 points. Uh he went under the last time he played Minnesota. He's just that the number that they picked uh, for his total is, is pretty much at par. Uh, the other one I kind of like, Shea, Shea Gilgis Alexander, over 29 and a half points. He's been a monster all season, as you know. He's scoring about, he scored at least 30 points per game in five of his last nine and 38 and 42 against the Mavs already this season. So, you know, Luke is so good at offense. He doesn't play a lot of defense. So, yeah, that's uh, true. Probably gives, gives SGA a good chance with him. And the last one I just had was the aforementioned Zubat. Yeah. Uh, you know, outside of the four-game stretch that we just talked about, he's had double-digit rebounds a lot in the last month. So, uh, like I said, his, his over 10.5 rebounds is the is the prop bet for this uh, Thrive slate, and I, I kind of like that number tomorrow. Yeah, and and let me tell you guys just as a uh, just I'll give you a tip instead of uh, giving you thrive plays that if you aren't feeling a slate and you don't feel like you have strong links towards anything, don't play it. Same with DFS. If you feel like you're like, hey, what are Lee and Keith talking about? I don't agree with any of that. I don't have any of my own thoughts about this. Skip it. Go enjoy time with your family. Go enjoy time doing what you love to do. Play video games. Go watch sports for fun. It's fun still to watch sports if you have no bet on it. I promise you that. Uh, I know it's crazy coming from me that bets on pretty much every game, but uh, but it's true. You can still enjoy yourselves. I watch every Bears game. I don't bet Bears games because you know what? If I bet Bears games, I'd lose a lot of money because I probably bet the Bears. So there you go. I don't do that. So uh, so go do that. Anyways, uh, until next time, guys, I am Keith Cork. You can find me on Twitter at, at BSBP Keith. And Lee, Lee, where can people find you? 
Find me on Twitter at Lee from Fargo, and I'll be on the uh, general uh, Discord channel tomorrow, half hour before each slate starts. Absolutely. We do have that Discord channel and also the DFS delivery that Lee does a fantastic job on every single time. So you guys should definitely get the DFS pass and get access to all of that. Uh, but yeah, until next time, guys, go get that money. Yeah. <laughs>